the beauty of the Prophet ﷺ in this one Hajj that he does with all of the people is that he's constantly with the people. So you have all of these incidents narrated where people come to the Prophet ﷺ and they ask him certain things. You have incidents where things that would probably be deemed too small to warrant the intention of the Prophet ﷺ indeed warrant his attention. You have the Prophet ﷺ comforting people. You have the Prophet ﷺ responding to people's needs. And this was what made him Rasulullah ﷺ is that he was always amongst the people. And this was a beautiful way for the majority of the Sahaba to become introduced to him وسلم, as he was guiding them through this important ritual. The narrations of the Prophet وسلم, particularly on the day of Eid, the day of sacrifice, and I say the day of Eid, even though even when we go to Hajj, a lot of people are always surprised that you don't pray Eid as a Hajji, uh, but instead you do the sacrifice. The narrations are so plentiful of him just paying attention to everything that is being done. So, for example, the Prophet ﷺ is the one who is using his hands to dictate the speed of all of the people that are going from station to station. And you see the Prophet ﷺ slowing people down. Obviously, there was an excitement for people to get from one place to the next, and the Prophet ﷺ is constantly calming things down as they move from place to place. And every place of the Prophet ﷺ is marked by his speeches as well as his dua. ﷺ. So, obviously, they got to Muzdarifah and they were trying to rush to Muzdarifah, and the Prophet ﷺ told them to slow down. They got to Muzdarifah, they prayed Maghrib and Isha late and combined, meaning in the time of Isha. And then the Prophet ﷺ stays in Muzdarifah and he makes dua from Fajr until sunrise facing in the direction of the Qibla. He hastens towards Mina. He throws his seven pebbles, a Jamrut al-Aqaba, the way that we do in Hajj at the main one of the Jamarat. And then this is the day of sacrifice. Now, sacrifice is a time that the Prophet ﷺ could have easily simply moved to the side and Rasulullah could have maybe sacrificed one animal just to fulfill that sunnah. But the Prophet had ordered Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu to bring a hundred camels from Yemen. And Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu mentions this scene and many of the companions, they witnessed the scene where the sacrificial animals are brought to the Prophet and Rasulullah sacrificed 63 of the camels himself. Now, one of the things that was interesting was that they said that the camels were coming towards the Prophet for slaughter as if they saw it as an honor to be sacrificed from the hand of the Prophet whereas the animals usually would flee from the time of sacrifice. But not only were they not distressed, but rather there was an eagerness of sorts for the camels to be sacrificed by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi he sacrificed the other 37. Now, the question is, why is it that the Prophet Sallallahu sacrificed 63 in particular? And the ulama mentions how a beautiful wisdom of this, that the Prophet Sallallahu sacrificed for every year of himself existing. So his age Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was 63. And you think about the aqiqah, which is a form of gratitude to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The Prophet Sallallahu was showing gratitude to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for every year that he lived on earth and indeed we are the ones that should express gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every blessed year that the Prophet sallallahu had on this earth 
and the sunnah that he left behind that continues to guide us until this day. Then you have the narrations of the people that are afraid. Did we do Hajj wrong? Are we in trouble? Especially on the day of Eid, the day of the sacrifice where you know, there are so many rituals. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to maybe do things in a way that you might think are out of order. So you have people coming to the Prophet and they're asking the Prophet about the order of which things are to be done on that day. And the Prophet permits all of the different orders for people to do the sequence of the day of the sacrifice. So you have obviously going to the Jamrat al-Aqaba, going and stoning the main pillar. You have the Tawaf of al-Ifadah. You have the sacrifice itself. And then you have the cutting of the hair or the shaving of the head and the exiting of al-Ihram. The Prophet permitted that there is some order that can be done or not a rigid order of the things that are done before a person exits out of their Ihram. So the Prophet allows for those things. People come to the Prophet and they're worried about things that they're not able to do. And the famous statement of the Prophet throughout the Hajj was, "If'al wala haraj. Go ahead and do it and there is no blame upon you. So Rasulullah was making people feel at ease as they wondered if their Hajj was complete because of the various things that got in the way and because of the hardships that were out of their control. One of the most famous incidents is the incident of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, where Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was unable to perform the rituals of the Hajj because of her cycle. And so the Prophet says to her as he sees her crying, he says, don't be sad. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for the daughters of Adam alayhi salam. And the Prophet tells her to do everything except for the tawaf. And then the rest of it, the tawaf you can do when you're in a state of purity. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, uh, though the Prophet gave her that, and obviously she's put at ease by that, uh, she wanted to do Umrah with her Hajj. And all of the other wives of the Prophet were able to do Umrah and Hajj. And Aisha radiallahu anha felt left out because she was because of the circumstances out of her hands, unable to do Umrah. So she tells the Prophet I want to do Umrah too. The Prophet said, Ya Aisha, what you've done is enough. She insisted and the Prophet saw that, you know what? She didn't want to be the only one of the wise of the Prophet that did not do Umrah. So Rasulullah sent her with Abdurrahman ibn Abi Bakr to a Tan'im. And this is where the famous Miqat is or the famous place of Ihram is. In Tan'im, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha then performed her makeup Umrah as she was unable to do it when they first came into Al-Makkah. So the Prophet is always you know, responding to people. He is listening carefully to his ummah. He's listening carefully to his family. He's making arrangements Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for some to leave Muzdalifah early. And that excuse was given, especially to the elderly and some of the women so that they could go to the Haram early and they could perform their Tawaf al-Ifadah. He's making all of these arrangements Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, recognizing at all times that there are people in his ummah that have different circumstances. And this is something that's beautiful about him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is that he did not make that Hajj an unpleasant experience for the people, right? He did not burden the people because Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala does not burden us beyond our scope. Now what we find from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as well is that he's always a teacher alayhi salatu wasalam. And uh, one of the narrations is from Al-Fadl ibn Abbas Sallallahu Ta'ala Anhu who narrates you know, most of the Hajj of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because he was literally uh, you know, at a front row seat. He was sitting behind the Prophet ﷺ on his camel for most of the Hajj. It was either him or Osama bin Zayd radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So Al-Fadl is narrating so much of what happened and so many of the conversations where people came up to the Prophet ﷺ and asked him questions. 
And one of the things that Al-Fadl uh, mentions is that there was a group of women that passed by and Al-Fadl kept on staring. And he says, the Prophet gently put his hand on my head and he kept on turning my head away from the women. So I kept on looking and Rasulullah kept on turning my head gently. And this was the teaching of the Prophet to Al-Fadl very gently as he was doing that to uh, his young cousin. So the Prophet is always a teacher. He's always paying attention. He's always giving advice. One of the most famous ahadith we have obviously is from Abdullah ibn Abbas where the Prophet is talking to him as they are riding an animal together. So Al-Fadl mentions that he was teaching me to lower my gaze even in the days of Hajj. And then you have the sermon of the Prophet or an address of the Prophet to the people on that day that reinforces everything that he was trying to set out to do in the day of Arafah. Abi Bakra radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he mentions that the Prophet sallallahu he uh, spoke to us on the day of the sacrifice. And he said, ayyu yawmin hadha, what's today? And he says, fasaketna, we were quiet. Why? Because we thought that maybe the Prophet sallallahu was going to name the day something different. Realize that this hajj, the Prophet sallallahu is teaching them what remains from the days of ignorance and what is abolished. So they're thinking, perhaps when the Prophet sallallahu asks us, what day is this? Then that means that he's about to change the name. So we were quiet. So the Prophet says, nahar? Isn't it the day of the sacrifice? Bala. We said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. He said, هذا, What month is this? So he said, We were quiet because we thought maybe the Prophet was going to rename the month. The Prophet says, Isn't it the month of the Hijjah? They said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Fa'inna dima'akum. وَأَمْوَالَكُمْ وَأَعْرَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ حَرَامٌ كَحُرْمَةِ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا فِي شَهْرِكُمْ هَذَا فِي بَلَدِكُمْ هَذَا Then know that your blood, your property, and your honor amongst yourselves are more holy than this day and this month and this place. So once again, the Prophet is explaining that to the people. And in one narration, the Prophet even speaking to the Kaaba about the Kaaba itself says, that the honor of your brother, the property of your brother, the life of your brother is more sacred than this Kaaba on this day in this month.